If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani. Welcome, America. You are listening uh, to The Rudy Giuliani Show. And on a day that is uh, following a very, very difficult weekend for me and for, I'm sure, many, many of us, who uh, have been born with and taught from the time we were children and then learned throughout our lives to uh, have tremendous respect for our men and women in uniform because they do something we don't do. I, I, I did some dangerous things in my life, but right now I'm not getting up every morning and putting my life at risk to save other people. They are. And we saw it play itself out, and we'll talk about that. But I was listening to my good friend Greg Kelly's show, which I do every day, he should know. And I love his television show as well. And I, I know his thinking on this, and I, this is really a question. I need another opinion on this. I was totally – Greg, are you on? Sure. Hi, Mr. Mayor. Good to Hi, talk Greg. to you. Hi, Greg. I was totally shocked the other night when I heard Adam say, I am now going to develop a plan – to go after the guns. He's been in office for 22 days. He's been a cop for 20 years. He's been running on this for a year. I had my plan six months before I became mayor. What, what the hell was he doing? Uh, just talking? You know, and also, unlike you, uh, sir, he essentially won the mayoralty when he won the primary. And he won the primary in June. Uh, you had a very competitive uh, general election you had to deal with. And uh, so you weren't mayor-elect until November. But you, being a good, uh, actually, correction, great public servant, you were all over this uh, your entire career, and you were uh, getting ready for the big job, being mayor. Eric went on vacation. Uh, he literally went to Ghana. Then he set up shop at a sushi restaurant downtown, hung out with celebrities, smoked pot with Stephen Colbert. I mean, it's just been a great big TV show for him. Did not do anything. If he really cared, he would have rolled up his sleeves a long time ago. It's all been propaganda. It's all been platitudes. And quite frankly, I'm listening to his new plan that he's unveiling right now. <laughs> they, they threw it together Please. over the weekend with scotch tape. And I, 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 I've already seen something about uh, summer youth programs and uh, the iron pipeline and more help from the federal government. You know, a bunch of junk that's been tried before. Now, I will look at the fine print, but... Uh, Please, yeah, I'm really interested in your thinking about it. You know, and I, I, I go back to your dad. When your dad took over uh, after, you know, we left, uh, I remember sitting with him twice, briefing him. I didn't have to brief him. <laughs> he could have briefed me. I mean, he was ready. He had been thinking about it for, you know, uh, Bloomberg names him. The minute he names him, he starts thinking about, here's my plan. I mean, you go in with your plan and something like policing on day one. Plus, he wasn't just coming into a city. He was coming into a city that just had a record increase in homicide. We're in an emergency. And he, 20, 21 days of going around 
making speeches and doing nothing. Oh, boy. Any chance he can do it, Greg? Any chance we get a miracle? Uh, it's not really him. This is not going to come from him. There's only so much he can do. Um, this is the, – the problem is obviously is bigger than Eric Adams. It's the last two years. Actually, going yeah. back to like 2014 – you know, de Blasio, the liberals demonizing police, uh, falsely saying they're racist, false, saying false things about stop and frisk, a ridiculous decision from Judge Shinlin that nobody understands and that was actually stayed. Uh, nobody really understands the larger. Well, you can, though. You can tune in and figure out, look, after George Floyd, there was a huge overreaction and, and there was just an overcorrection, correction. And now we're living with the consequences. People yelling at cops, you know, they were demonized for so long. And cops, understandably now, Mm -hmm. their basic functions have been criminalized. They do basic things. Uh, Grabbing somebody by the torso, I believe, is now illegal in New York while affecting an arrest. I mean, just insane stuff. We have handcuffed the cops. Nothing that I see Eric talking about is going to undo any of this. So we are in trouble I don't know what the long what's going to happen long term. I do think he's going to crash and burn. I uh-huh. don't think he's going to make it. He is obviously not smart enough to be mayor. He has some serious ethical baggage that the mainstream news was uh, too afraid to pursue. Yeah, they- uh, he has he has he has allies though, as you know, in the U.S. Attorney's Office. But I think he's got. Uh, I I just don't see this working out long term. Do you? No. <laughs> I got to tell it. I mean, I'd love to say the opposite. I, I'm, uh, everything in me wants me to say the opposite. I have no, I, I have nothing but the, if he succeeds, my city succeeds, you succeed, our kids succeed. It's, you know, politics, the hell with politics. But no, I, I no. Yeah, uh, tonight you'll cover this on your show. I, I hope. will. I will. Good. Something we'll, we'll be listening. Uh, thank you, Mayor. And one, one, one quick thing. The, the idea that, you know, he was 20 years a cop. This was basically Al Sharpton in a police uniform. He was an agitator oh, inside the police department, yeah. holding press we conferences. Right. Yeah. And, well, I don't think the public actually. No, no, fully no. When I said that. we, I mean you, me, Bernie Carrick, uh, Safer, your father, uh, everybody in the police department. Yeah, and, and a guy named Wilbur Chapman, who was chief of patrol, happens to be black. I found a quote. He said, Eric just used the department, he did not care about improving police. So, uh, yeah, I'm all over this tonight, Mr. Mayor. It's so good to talk to you, and, yeah, uh, and great thanks job. for having me. Thank you, great sir. Great job with Ashley Babbitt, too. God yeah, bless you. Well, okay. Thank you. Thank you. All the thank best. Thank you. Well, this is one of most uh, – he is one of our most valuable people in America where we're living under censorship. I mean, I'm going to keep calling them out. There are some very valuable people right now that are gutsy enough to tell the truth. And you have to hear the truth because it's being hidden from you. Now, here's what I want to add to this. The, thing, the other thing that got me was when he said he's going to develop a plan to go after gun violence. How, how about we go after people violence? The reality is this didn't happen because there was a gun. There were 300 million guns. Probably 200 million illegal. I don't care what you do. You're not going to get rid of them. So when you spend your time talking about that, you're a political bourst. If you want to talk about gun control helping um, reduce suicides, fine. You want to talk about gun control reducing the number of accidental shootings, fine. But I'd like you to just sit back and ask the following question. And then whenever you hear these 
Democratic pro-criminal phonies talking about gun control, you'll realize whose side they're on. I've prosecuted many, many criminals of all different kinds, a lot of violent ones, 20 murders, 30 murders, 50. (laughs) One with 12,000 and the other with 20,000. They were Nazis. Uh, None of those people, mafia guys, gang guys, drug guys, the cartel guys, and the local hoodlum do not register their guns. See, they don't walk in and say, I got a rap sheet uh, uh, as long as LaShawn McNeil here, and I'm going to register my gun. And if you think you're going to get rid of the 200 million guns available to them, well, you'd basically have to use about a million person army to do that. So you got to come up with pop. But that doesn't mean you can't do anything. I did more about getting rid of guns than any mayor ever, ever, ever. And I reduced homicide more than any mayor ever, ever, ever. So you want to ask me how to do it, not somebody who didn't do it. So he's getting his advice from from people who work for David Dinkins. They had the most murders in the history of New York City. He won't ask me for advice because it's politically incorrect to ask me for advice. But, but you can't possibly, whatever else you say about me, you can't possibly find anyone that's ever reduced crime as much as I did. And sure, I had help from Bratton, but I got help from Safer, and I got help from Bernie, and I did it in Colombia, <laughs> and I did it in other countries, but all different people. So I must know something about it. At least I got the only record doing it. So, here's the point. This happened because this man was convinced to do it by Black Lives Matter and what they stand for. This is a a fulfillment of their constant constant plea made at every uh, rally they ever go to, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. That means kill police officers. So when, when you see that uh, Major League Baseball and basketball and football and I won't mention Coca-Cola is one big one. They give money to Black Lives Matter. They're giving money to cop killers, communist cop killers. And the group that he belonged to, which you hear very little coverage of, my goodness, if he were a white supremacist, what, what do you think? Front page, white supremacist kills black police officer. How about black racist kills Hispanic and wounds white police officer who were trying to stop him from beating the living daylights out of his African-American mother? Now, you want to talk about racism, boy. This teaches you, this got to teach you what's sick about the Democrat Party and why it's got to be thrown out of office and the way they use racism. Those police officers, I don't know if they were in their car or they were in the station or when they got the call, but the call comes in from the mom. We don't know the whole call because we don't have the whole 911. Adams gives us an abbreviated version in which he said the woman said she was having problems. Usually you need a little more than I'm having problems for three cops to show up. So there's got to be a little bit more to the 911 call. And usually when they hold back the 911 call in a situation like this, they don't want to make the guy look so bad. That's why they're not telling you about his long-term connection with the Moorish foreign citizens. 
which is a very similar organization to Black Lives Matter. Oh, yeah, they hate white people. Uh, white people don't have the right to run this government. Uh, they don't consider themselves Americans. They're a sovereign country. Uh, he has uh, several tweets up about killing police officers, uh, agreement with things that Black Lives Matter were, were, uh, was as advocating. You know, these idiots in Washington are trying to say that President Trump caused that, that, that thing in, the, in, the, in, the, in, in, in Congress when he said, go there peacefully and patriotically. Uh, me- meanwhile, these people are telling, uh, th- they're telling uh, LaShawn to go kill cops. And he's writing about it, talking about it, reading about it, tweeting about it, and then he does it. So where's the responsibility on Black Lives Matter today? Where's the responsibility on pigs in a blanket, frying like bacon? That didn't help cause the killing of this police officer? Like, heck it didn't. That's exactly why he did it. He was sitting there and ambushed them with a gun that was like a, 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 an, automatic, with an automatic weapon. Well... We are going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show, and don't forget, end of the show, I'm going to do my final thoughts, and in those final thoughts, I'm going to try to show you the string that pulls this together. Before you can solve a crime or a crime wave, you need to know the motive. You need to know why and how it all comes together, like I had to figure out with the mafia, like I had to figure out with the drug cartels, like I had to figure out with New York City. When I just would like to tell you that when I it was five times more crime than today that I took over five times more. So if Adams thinks he's got a big problem, he's got one fifth of the problem that I had. So um, it can be done. It can't be done by being a phony politician. So, Nicole Maliotakis, who I, I think Nicole is the one Republican representing the city of New York. I like to mention her when she does something because she did something really, really good. Everybody is forgetting all the money that got wasted in Thrive New York City. That was the money that went to and was directed to Mrs. de Blasio, and then when they went to edit or ordered it, they said, oh, it's, uh, it wasn't set up in a way that's accountable. Now, I've seen that in my investigations of Ukraine and Eastern Europe. In fact, there's something like five trillion, billion, I, gosh, those numbers drive me nuts, something like that that's unaccountable in American aid there, that the... Uh, <laughs> That the State Department told the Ukrainians not to take a good look at because they didn't want to see who was getting the money. Would you like to have a, play a game, a parlor game sometime and figure out how, who got that money? I could help you a little, give you some hints. But Maliotakis is on top of this. I mean, he's out of office, but that's a lot of money. I think it was pushing a hundred, was it pushing a billion? I've forgotten the exact amount. It was a lot of money, a lot of money. It was supposed to help with mental health. <laughs> right. You see, mental health. We're doing really well with mental health, right? Do you ever remember a time, I wish I had uh, Greg on again now, or Curtis, or, or one, of, you know, one of the people you could uh, talk about the old city with. Uh, I, I never remember as many people being thrown on subways as this. 
you know, here's what I say to people as an expert on, 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 on crime. You go back to this, starting in the late 70s, all through the Democrat 80s and 90s. Yes, as a gross number, we had many more crimes. For example, in 1990, I believe it was, with de Blasio's hero and Adam's hero, David Dinkins, as the mayor, we had 24 or 2,500 homicides. Okay, so this year we had a really bad year. We had almost 500. When I took over, it was 2,200. He had gotten it down. He had gotten it down actually to 2,100. And then it went up the last year to 22 or 2,300. So I started out at about 22 or 2,300. When I turned it over, it was between five and 600. So I knocked off 1,500 murders a year. Uh, Dinkins gross added 174 and, uh, and, um, and Mike knocked off 250, which is good, 250. But I just want to point out, you know, 1500 is unprecedented. So if, if you want to, you want to get the context of this, go to Rudy's common sense.com. Uh, one, one is I, I would have to say, and, uh, with my friend Bernie, uh, rather prophetic. It was done before all this kind of hit the fan. And we were already pointing out that what Adams was doing was a little bit too tentative and didn't seem like it was. The, we were giving him advice, really. We, were, we both know him. We were giving him advice that this is not political. You know, don't 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 play. The, don't fall into the Democrat. Uh, it's all about gun control or the Republicans. It's uh, it's all about putting everybody in prison. It's about very, very, um, very, very scientific approach to crime, but you got to put people in prison, and you got to put a lot of them in prison. The mere fact that there are a lot of crimes means that you've got to put a lot of them in prison. We'll be back with you right after the break. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome back. This is Rudy Giuliani, and you can chat uh, with the mayor by calling one 800 848-9222. That's three Derek Jeters. That's a uh, Roger Maris and three Derek Jeters. Now, why do I say that? Well, nine was Roger Maris's number. And before that, Hank Bauer. And two was L. Jeter's number. Not three twos. Sometimes it was like a hundred twos, though. Man. I... I know, I think they should let me do a sports show once a week just to get it out of my system. You know, I was just thinking, Joe DiMaggio and Derek Jeter had a lot in common, and someday I'm going to write an article about that. You know, neither one of them was um, the kind of leader that went in the clubhouse and gave you the big pep talk like a lot of guys could do. I mean, a lot of great leaders can do that, like Patton, right? He, they were more like, they were more like Patton was in that great in the great movie where uh, he's sitting there with uh, with um, uh, with the other two generals and the guys are having trouble going up the hill, going up the hill. He says to this guy, "Come on, drive to the top." And the general in the back, I think it's General Bradley, says, "Hey, uh, Mac, what you what are you doing? We're going to be the number one target." He said, "That's the point." 
<laughs> That's the point. Well, those guys started running up that hill. Whoa! They were running faster than MacArthur's car. <laughs> that is, see, there were people, and I can pick them out. I wrote a book. I tried to write a book about it, and I've been doing it all my life, and I know a lot of people don't like maybe the way I led, but they sure as hell can't say I didn't lead. Leading is setting the direction, not letting somebody else set the direction for you. You know? And that's what we're having right now. Our city right now is in a state of confusion. It should not be in a state of confusion because a man won an election for a purpose. And he shouldn't be confused 25 days later about how to accomplish that purpose. That, that, that plan should have been worked out while he was running, if he was really running for substantive reasons and not just for glory. There are the guys who run for office for the expensive suits, the nice shirts, and the big cocktail parties. And the ones who run for office because they want to look back at it and say, my gosh, I did that. I accomplished that. I'm so proud I did that. And, and even look back and say, God, I could have done that better. It's like for real. I like the for real ones. Now, Black Lives Matter, come on, I can't let this go by. Black Lives Matter is complaining that everybody was too sympathetic with these cops. They call it copaganda. You know, cops get shot and the cops get all the cops get all the uh, the cops get all the attention and uh, 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 that's terrible. It's so terrible. But I uh, don't the don't they realize who is really helping their people? When, when, I, when I say there's a massive increase in crime all over the country, right? Massive increase in murder. We, we got, I can't remember now if it's 12 or 16 cities that set a record, their own personal record for a homicide. So I'm going to say uh, without even knowing that 70% of the people dead are black males. Could be 80 of that group. Now, Tell me exactly how those black lives matter to the organization Black Lives Matter. They don't. How, how does the black life of the woman who calls for help and then her son ambush the police officer? Who, who was helping her? I, I should tell you that, uh, I don't know if this is breaking news or not, you might have gotten it already, but... Um, well, Sean McNeil is, has been pronounced dead. And I say that not with any joy. When you, when you start saying uh, with joy or, or some feeling of, of accomplishment that somebody died, it's time to, it's time to go back to church, <laughs> go to a retreat. It's time to go reexamine yourself. Every life is valuable. Sometimes we are not smart enough nor are we God, and we therefore can't see the value of that life. Uh, he, he had value in his life. Something went wrong. He clearly was a mentally ill person. Again, not taken care of well by liberal policies that let people out of mental institutions a long time ago, and there was no one more articulate on this than my friend, uh, Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan. When he, when he uttered the words defining deviancy down. Do you know when he did that? 
He did it in March of 1993. Do you know I was running for mayor then? Do you know what a criticism that was of the incumbent Democrat mayor and how much it helped me? And uh, do you think it was on purpose or not for the good of the city? I'll let you figure that out. But the, the, the man understood this 40, saw it all happening 40 years ago. If he were here today with us, he wouldn't be surprised at all. He wouldn't be surprised at this phony Black Lives Matter organization, which is run by communists, supported by American corporations, supported by sports leagues. They, they, get the, they, get the, they get the Black Lives Matter slogan mixed up with the organization. The slogan Black Lives Matter, how, how are you going to say they don't matter? Of course they do. They matter to God. They matter as my brothers and sisters. Now, you could have a little objection to maybe it should be more inclusive, but if there's more of an emphasis on black lives being lost, maybe it needs a little more of an emphasis. Like, for example, I put more cops in the black neighborhoods than the white neighborhoods to save black people. They, they weren't assigned that way when I came in. I did it because I wanted to save their lives. So, yeah, you have to you, – you, sometimes – I'm not going to say one life is more important than another at, at any one time, but sometimes more attention has to be given to one group than another because of what's going on. That's perfectly appropriate. But Black Lives Matter doesn't use it that way. It uses it as a, as a way of exclusion. It uses it because they're communists. The way communists use class, they use race. Just uh, uh, read. I implore my entire audience to read. Just read Marx. And read the interpretations of Marx to Black Lives Matter, and you got it. This is a communist attempt to overthrow our government. That's what Black Lives Matter is. And at the same time, to murder our police officers. Every time you see them saying, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, they're telling you, kill cops, kill cops, kill cops. You want to give them money, you give them money to police killers. That's what you're doing. And now they're complaining that these cops got you know, too much good publicity. Did anyone ever point out to them that they were rushing to the aid of a, of a, uh, well, I, th- I, th- I, I, she, I think she was a, a black woman, a uh, Hispanic or black woman, Suarez, Suarez is her actual name, the mother, but certainly a minority, and they didn't, they didn't hesitate. They didn't go any slower because it was a minority than if than it was a white supremacist, you know, all five of them. So, really, this could be a time of this could be what 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 um, what Obama used to call a teaching moment. It's not what not what he wants to teach us, but we don't have to learn just what he wants to teach us, do we? Now, I mean, we have a lot a lot of things. There are a lot of things for us to learn, and just to think that this is happening in New York. Don't don't be fooled by it. Uh, an eight-year-old girl was was shot in Chicago. Another one shot in Los Angeles. A murder records being set in again this year in ten, twelve cities. And we're going to talk about that during uh, during final final thoughts. We're going to try to get to we're going to try to get to some of those uh, when when we when we uh, talk about that. I want to ask you also to think about this Olympics thing. In China, I I'm, I'm, I, guess, I guess it's too late to do anything about it, but I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted at the idea 
that we're having the Olympics in a country that deliberately spread COVID all around the world. Now, that's independent of whether they created it on purpose and released it on purpose and ba 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 all of which I believe has a lot of merit to it. But I'm going to take you to the, to, to, to the middle of it, which is undisputed, undisputed. They found out they had this tremendously infectious disease. They closed down their country, and then they exported for a month to a month and a half people from Wuhan and China all over the world. Substantial numbers to Italy first. That's why Italy was hit so hard. Then Middle Europe. Then uh, the U.S. and the West Coast and East Coast. If it wasn't for, for, for Donald Trump, they'd have been doing it for one more month. And when he closed it down, the communist apologist, the Chinese apologist, all attacked him for being anti-China, including the guy you would expect to be the biggest apologist for China because he's made the most money from China, the present president of the United States, who basically is completely controlled by them. So, you know, this is enormously complex. I want you to hear, because at some point when he's finished with an engagement he's involved with, we're going to do an interview with him. I've read his book and and, uh, I think there's a lot of merit to it. just want you to listen to this cut. Do we have the cut from Robert F. Kennedy uh, Jr.? Every time they, they talk you and fool you into bullies cannot be appeased. It just encourages them to new forms of torture and torment. Every time you say yes, you're getting pushed back to a weaker position. He's talking about how far afield the mandates have become and how authoritarian and how irrational in many cases. He also has pointed out things that I don't know many people would have the courage to do. The connection between the pharmaceutical industry, money, and Fauci. The connection uh, between uh, why do they discount natural immunity when it appears as if an equal amount of academic and scientific study indicates that natural immunity is as strong or stronger than vaccine-acquired immunity, which we have to admit was not sold correctly to the American people. If, if you wonder why people are having trouble following Biden or just doing what he's telling them to do, why are we torturing these people? They, they created the problem by lying to them. Or by being wrong. Let's not, let's not say lying. Don't tell me the vaccine was sold as, oh, we're going to have this vaccine, and you're going to take it for four months. And then you're going to take a booster for two, three months. And then you'll take a booster for another three months. And then you'll take a booster for another three months. I mean, there are people that have been, there have been people that have been boosted so often they can't even lift their arms. You see them walking down the street, their arms are like this, you know, ooh, ooh they can't even walk. And they're going for another booster. I know people can't even count the number of boosters they've gotten. They've been boosted and boosted and boosted and boosted at a grand a pop, right? You know. Meanwhile, I mean, the pharmaceutical companies, man, they they had a great Christmas. 
Oh, boy, oh, boy, they vaccinated everybody, including lots of kids. We're vaccinating people who are naturally immune. <laughs> We're vaccinating kids who don't die from COVID and pretty much don't get it. Even the little spike that we saw, we had to explain that most of the kids were in the hospital for something else, and they happened to have COVID. According to Robert Kennedy, not according to Rudy Giuliani, and when we have him on, we'll, we'll, we'll examine this. According to Robert Kennedy, the, the statistics show that more people have died from the vaccine, young people, than from COVID. Now, I, I, I can't tell you independently the, the, the um, you know, the, the, the how well researched that is it does come from studies we'll take a better look at the studies tonight and tomorrow night but that's a book i highly recommend it fauci uh i ordered it it took two weeks to get because i think amazon's holding it back as part of the major censorship program but we'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts and now it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. And that's what we're going to do, the Mayor's Final Thoughts. And the final thoughts today are to try to put something together about what happened this weekend and where, where the answer really lies. It doesn't lie with the guns. Of course, we should have guns under control, but we're not stopping crime by controlling guns. Criminals aren't controlled. That's why they're criminals. Criminals don't go get licenses for guns. I knew that every day that I reduced crime as mayor. It's the reason I reduced crime is because I wasn't a gun control nut or a gun control sycophant like the Democrats. That doesn't, I can see arguments for gun control, but don't tell me it's going to reduce serious crime. <laughs> They'll find a way to get one of the other 200 million illegal guns. It's human behavior that has to be dealt with. And there's a, there's a problem here. This isn't just New York. This is now an American problem. And it's right on the desk of the President of the United States. This is going on in too many cities to say it's isolated. Every city I travel to has either record crime or, or something very close to record crime. Every city I'm in contact with, police officers are getting shot and killed. And when we talked to Frank yesterday, he's so busy, it's really tragic. And we, we know we brought it about. We brought it about with all the rhetoric, with all the Black Lives Matter rhetoric, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. America is systemically racist, Joe Biden. Do you know what it means, Biden, to be systemically racist? It means America is an evil country. To weak minds, it's justification for killing police officers. Now, how about some of the politicians that just about say it? Or Maxine Waters sh showing up in the end of a trial trying to create a riot. But there's one person at the core of this, and it wouldn't be this bad anywhere, near this bad or this organized, if it wasn't this one person and we have to find out why. Why does he do this, George Soros? Why does George Soros, starting in 2015, put $30 million into electing DAs in places he's never been? And DAs who release criminals. We never heard of DAs like that before. Frank Hogan didn't release criminals. 
Tom Dewey didn't release criminals, not thousands of them. Bob Morgenthau didn't release criminals. Rudy Giuliani didn't release criminals. I reduced crime by putting the people who were going to kill you, steal your car, or break into your house, I put them in jail. Because if I didn't, society has no way of knowing yet how to stop their behavior. And if you could show me a way to stop their behavior, I'd let them out. But you better show me. Not just let them out. Well, we've been through now a decade of let them out. De Blasio let them out. Cuomo let them out. Hochul let them out. Newsom let them out. Lightfoot let them out. Democrat let them out. Democrat let them out. Democrat, let, Democrat after Democrat is part of the policy of their pro of their party. De-incarcerate. Like they're in jail for no reason. And then you get these crime waves that are astronomical. Last year, largest increase in murder in New York City. Adams runs, comes in, and he doesn't have a plan. George Soros is at the center of it because George Soros is the single biggest donator to district attorneys. We can count since 2015 about $30 million. He also is the biggest supporter of Antifa, the people who do the riots. And Black Lives Matter, the people who do the riots and the killing. And he's the biggest contributor to the Democratic Party, the ones who let him out of jail. Or the ones who raised the money for the bail, like Kamala Harris. It all revolves around George Soros. He funds the DAs who let the rioters out. He funds the rioters and he funds the political party who enables them. What's wrong with George Soros? we got to find out, and we are. That's the mayor's final thoughts. Mayor's not going to rest until we find out what the hell is wrong with George Soros. There's something seriously wrong with this man. God bless America. We're going to protect it. We're going to save it. And we're going to pass it on to our children better than it was passed on to us. God bless America.